Hey everybody, welcome to Soul Food with Father Ben. It's great to have you. You probably know this, but there's basically three categories, or three primary categories of food that food journalists and food writers kind of categorize food into in the culture. So there's fancy food, as we would say, or sometimes called haute cuisine, spelled H-A-U-T-E, French kind of classical cuisine, right? And then there's street food that is the common food that's often sold on the streets. For instance, if you're walking down the street in New York City and you get a, a hot dog or Chicago. Um, and then there's what's called comfort food. And everybody knows what comfort food is, right? Think about like a brownie a la mode or macaroni and cheese or uh, chili or something like that, right? That we make at home, uh, a crock pot that that most of us just love, like a good roast beef. And so um, one of my favorite comfort foods, man, I love it. If you get four orders of Chick-fil-A waffle fries, ground beef, and cheese, that's it, three ingredients, okay? So you layer two orders of waffle fries in a like a brownie pan, okay? And then you uh, pour on top of it uh, ground beef and then cheese, and then you do it again. So more, two more layers or one more layer of two orders of waffle fries, more ground beef, more cheese. Bake it at about 375 for half an hour. Let it sit for half an hour before you uh, cut into it. Dude, really, really good. And by the way, super awesome on a cold, wet, rainy day. Um, so give it a go. But I have to say, I think most of us would agree um, if there's one thing that everybody loves, uh, it's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I mean, whoever came up with this stuff deserves a Nobel Peace Prize, man. It is good. And, um, but, you know, it's, it's funny. One thing that people do not agree on in our culture is the issue of transgenderism. And it's often hard for people to talk about this. And uh, one of the reasons why is because many people, including Catholic clergy and Catholics, really have no vocabulary for human sexuality. Um, and maybe some of you have heard me say this before, but it's one of the great tragedies is that people can be using the same word with two very different meanings. Um, if you think about the fact that in our own time, there are roughly 60 options for gender on Facebook today. Uh, that is difficult for parents to navigate, and that is only Facebook, okay? So many, many people in a culture, many people in academia, uh, many, many young people today, they see the issue of transgenderism as a civil rights issue. For instance, uh, we can choose our gender. Gender is no longer tied to uh, biological sex. There's a phrase that is often used in, uh, radical, by radical feminists called uh, burning down the binary, burning down the binary, which basically means that then we need to get rid of all male-female categories as tied to biological sex. So from now on, uh, gender is what's called a social construct, which means, that, of course, it is what I say it is. It has no meaning to uh, one's biological gender. And um, that's especially true for their understanding of Judeo-Christian categories as male and female tied to, say, the book of Genesis. Whereas from the Catholic Christian standpoint, we would say every human being has dignity and value. We love every human being. 
but this is not a matter that's open for opinion in the sense that uh, this morning I can be uh, John and tonight Maria. Um, and so there's, there are some things that we simply cannot change regardless of how one identifies. And this is very important because um, often parents grew up in a different world in the sense that they don't, they've never, never had to navigate these realities. But for kids, imagine you have a 13, 14-year-old um, kid. This is normal. I mean, this is normal. And if you, and I think parents listening to this, you probably know what I'm talking about. So my point with all this is that it really behooves uh, us as parents and certainly as Catholic clergy to educate ourselves on some basics here. I often say you don't have to be a theologian, but you do need to have the courage to discuss this in a non-combative way, um, in a non-defensive way, because if we are defensive and combative, then we make the matter worse, not better. And we do this, that, and we, we talk about the truth of the gospel. Um, what John Paul II referred to simply as the Veritatis Splendor, or the splendor of truth. May God bless you.